Hello and welcome to another episode of Parenting with Abba. Today I want to talk about the place of prayer and intercession in parenting. Even before becoming one myself, I've always known that parents are meant to pray for and with their children. I can say that I have been praying for my children over the years, but in recent times I've felt the Holy Spirit's nudge to be more intentional and strategic with my prayers. As parents, we must realize that our best efforts at grooming and molding our children will never be enough. Good children are not only the products of good parenting, and not every wayward child or dysfunctional adult had bad parents. Some parents do their best and do all they know to do, and their children still turn out wayward. I believe that the grace and intervention of the Almighty God goes a long way in amplifying a parent's efforts and ensuring they are not wasted. On the issue of parents interceding for their children, two biblical examples come readily to mind. One is the father of the epileptic boy, also tagged a lunatic and described as having a dumb spirit in Matthew 17 and Mark 9. This man sought the Lord for his son's deliverance, but Jesus had gone to the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John. Unfortunately, the remaining nine disciples could do nothing for the man's case. It was a tough one. Even Jesus, when he came down from the mount, said the disciples would never have been able to cast out that particular kind of demon without embarking on fasting and prayers. The Gospels record that this father came to Jesus in tears and with his last shred of faith, saying what is now one of the most popular phrases in the New Testament, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Thankfully, despite how seemingly hopeless the boy's case was, his father's intercession paid off and the son was delivered with just one command from the Lord. The second example of a parent intercessor is just two chapters away from the first one and is found in Matthew 15 and Mark 7. It's the story of the Syrophoenician, otherwise known as the Canaanite woman, who the Bible records sought Jesus out in a hidden location. Jesus was in a house where he didn't want anyone to know he was, he was there. But this woman kept asking him, literally press, pestering him to cast out a demon from her daughter remotely. She didn't even bring the girl with her, but she had enough faith to believe, just like the famous centurion, that a word from the Lord would reach her daughter where she was. She further proved her faith by negotiating her daughter's deliverance, even when the Lord refused to answer her because she was not a Jew. At this time, Gentiles were not yet admitted into the Abrahamic covenant. In other words, this woman did not qualify for a miracle, and the Lord told her so and referred to her as a dog. But instead of walking away angrily at being insulted, you know, being called a dog, she negotiated for the crumbs. She believed that just a crumb of power from the Lord was enough to deliver her daughter, and it was. Even the Lord was impressed by her level of faith, and he described it as being great. In these two cases, we see parents who left their comfort zones 
and sought the Lord on behalf of their children. We see parents who refused to be discouraged but recognized that what they couldn't do for their children, God could. A mother who refused to be deterred, who refused to back off, who would not take no as an answer and insisted on getting what she wanted for her daughter. We see a father who refused to leave until his son's situation was attended to. These are two wonderful examples of parents who sought the Lord on behalf of their children and both of them got his attention. This tells us that if only we can bring our children's issues to him, the Lord is willing and able to answer us. I pray that the Lord will give us parents today that kind of tenacity this father and mother had in the place of prayer, to stand in the gap and seek the face of God and his intervention in the lives of our children. Because after all said and done, our best efforts at parenting can only do so much without the Lord's intervention. There's a devil out there that is targeting children. In both cases of the epileptic's father and the Syrophoenician woman, the Bible clearly stated that it was a devil that was behind the children's predicaments or issues. And that devil is still very actively at work today, probably even more active. And as it took praying, interceding parents to deliver those children back then, we parents of today also need to stand in the place of prayer for the Lord to intervene against every work of the enemy in the lives of our children. I believe that interceding for our children is probably the greatest thing we can do for them. I think it's the most important assignment of a Christian parent and it's more crucial than ever before considering the caliber of issues and temptations our children and teenagers face today. I would like us to dig a bit deeper to see what we can glean from the stories of these two parent intercessors. Interestingly, one is a father whilst the other is a mother and their children also represent each gender, one son and the other a daughter. I believe we have a lot to learn from them. So watch out for the second part of this episode. You can also forward this to your friends and family as we embark together on this enlightening journey of parenting with Abba. Thank you for listening to this episode and have a great week ahead. See you again next week. God bless. Hello and welcome to another episode of Parenting with Abba. At the last episode, we started this series on parent intercessors. And so I just want to continue from where we stopped. We're looking at the stories of two parents in the Bible, a father and a mother, one a Jew, the other a Gentile, as they were called in Bible days. That's the story of the Canaanite or Syrophoenician mom in Matthew 15 and Mark 7, and then the story of the Jewish father, just two chapters away from that, but from her own story. So we're continuing from there in this episode. What can we learn from the um, 
parents, from these parents that we discussed in the first part of this podcast. First, let's look at the Canaanite or Syrophoenician mom in Matthew 15 and Mark 7. The passage records that the first thing she did when she met Jesus was cry. Don't underestimate the power of a crying mother. And if you think the Lord is not moved by our tears, see the story of the widow of Nain in Luke 7. The next thing this Canaanite mom did after crying was fall at Jesus' feet and ask for mercy. She keyed into his name and identity as the son of David, thereby keying into the covenant called the sure mercies of David, mentioned in Isaiah 55 verse 3. Then she stated her daughter's case as in the facts of the matter by identifying the root cause of her daughter's predicament. This implies to us that accurate diagnosis is key to accurate solution. Many times as parents, we get carried away by the branches of our children's behavior without prayerfully digging into the root cause or causes of the issue. A problem accurately diagnosed is half solved. Another thing we learned from this mom is that she persisted I think this is one thing that is very clear and that most preachers bring out of her story. She persisted. Even though heaven seemed to be silent on her matter, she continued crying after Jesus and his disciples. Then she added worship to her crying. I think a parent intercessor must also be a parent worshiper. When Jesus finally responded to this woman, it was not a favorable answer. But as far as she was concerned, any word from the Lord was better than no word at all. Jesus' response, though negative, was better than his silence because it exposed the reason for the woman's prayer being unanswered. She was a dog. That was what Jesus said. I can't answer you. I can't give you what you're asking because you are a dog. That is the way she was seen spiritually. But rather than take offense at the name she was called, this woman negotiated with God. She refused to take no. She negotiated with a statement of truth so profound that the Lord could not deny. Dogs may not be entitled to the bread on the table, but they are free to have the crumbs that fall on the floor. Her statement was a proof of her faith. Like Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4.13, what we speak is a proof of what we believe. So Jesus budged at the statement of truth, which proved the faith in this woman's heart. The Bible tells us that from the abundance of the heart, our mouths speak, and faith comes by hearing the word of God, and his word is truth. So the word of truth was in this woman's heart, and she verbalized it. With her prayer, with her mouth directed to the appropriate quarters, the Almighty God, the creator of her child. So knowing the reason behind her unanswered prayers, this mom was now able to re-strategize her prayer point, and she eventually got the answer she wanted from the Lord. Rather than become bitter at the Lord not granting your request concerning your child, why not seek to know why he hasn't granted the answer you desire? I think strategic prayers, praying with knowledge is wise and increases our chances of getting results. 
in praying for your child, maybe you should start by asking the Holy Spirit to guide you on what to pray about, what to focus your prayers on. Or better still, just pray in the Spirit and allow Him do the praying based on His omniscience. Another thing to note in this story is that although the mother was the one seeking solution for her daughter's problem, the Lord in his statement revealed to her that she was actually the one behind the problem not getting solved. Her daughter did not qualify for deliverance because she, the mother, was a dog, which made the daughter a little dog, undeserving of the bread of healing and deliverance. Only God knows how many children are suffering in the hands of the devil or getting crumbs from life because their parents are strangers to the commonwealth of Zion. Many children, and indeed many of us, are dealing with issues that are actually generational, connected to our nationalities or tribes. The reason Jesus called the woman a dog was because of her nationality, because she was not a Jew. As Christian parents, I think we must intercede and deliver our children as early as possible from these generational encumbrances or, if you like, legal captivities before they have far-reaching effects. Imagine if this mother had sought Jesus earlier concerning her child. So at the end of the day, becoming a Jew, which today just means accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, is not only in your personal interest as a parent, but also in the interest of your children. If not for yourself, do it to get them security and progress in life. Some people actually join satanic occults for this very reason, to be able to protect their children. Unfortunately, such people end up handing their children over to the very enemy that's after their destinies. Before you can approach Jesus for your child's healing, deliverance, protection, success, or whatever, before you can pray in his name and get the answers you want, you need to be sure he's not seeing you as a dog. You need to become his child by accepting and claiming him as the Lord of your soul, as the savior of your soul and the Lord of your life. Then you are entitled to sit at his table, covered with all the good things of life, and you can bring your children with you. So this is where I'll stop today. See you again in a fortnight, God willing, for the continuation of this series on Parent Intercessors. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. We're still learning parenting with Abba. God bless you. Have a great week.